Welcome to the Obsidian Spear Podcast. Every month, a podcast will be released in conjunction with the always free online magazine. I'll be covering a brief rundown of this month's magazine, reading an excerpt from the feature story, unplugging the upcoming magazine, and news about the Obsidian Spear. The idea for the Obsidian Spear came to me on two fronts. The first problem a lot of writers are running into is that you can't establish a name for yourself since all of the magazines currently published either only buy from authors they know or have stopped taking submissions altogether. Even if you do happen to get your submission in, it usually finds its way into a slush pile and is never heard from again. I've hunted around the internet, plagued my local bookstores, and railed against the brick-headed masses on forums for years, and have come to two glaring conclusions. Number one, everybody thinks they're the next token. Number two, the minute you voice any kind of criticism, constructive or otherwise, you're tossed into the category of troublemaker and quickly shown the door. These days, there are so many talented writers that are either too shy because of the aforementioned members-only society and most forums and magazines, or they outright have no idea how to get their stories and where to get their stories published. The Obsidian Spear was created to fill this gap, to give the droves of talented authors a chance to get their tales out there and gain some notoriety. It's nearly impossible for unknown authors to get agents, let alone publishing deals. The economy is just the latest scapegoat in this alarming trend. The publishing industry will only go to a new author if that author comes recommended by someone they know produces marketable goods. Agencies have had to streamline down to skeleton staff and interns. Publishers have had to also trim the fat. That being said, I really can't blame them for wanting an author with a proven track record. It certainly takes the guesswork and gamble out of the equation. However, now this practice has found its way into the magazine world. Many magazines have closed their doors. These bastions for new writers to get their names out there are not only accepting stories from writers they know, or have been recommended to them by people they know. Again, I can't really blame them since they need to turn a profit as well to stay open, and established short story authors are a safe bet. Now enter the online magazines, or e-zines if you will. There are dozens of them, and there are bound to be several that suit your story or writing style. Some of them are now so overloaded with short stories that they've had to shut their doors to new submissions. I'd be lying if I said that this isn't my goal to be so flooded with stories that I need to shut down submissions. Happily, this isn't likely to happen in the near future, so I'll cross that bridge when I get to it. The Obsidian Spear is the next logical step in this progression. There are a few magazines who have done what I propose to do, though not many, and certainly not to this extent. My plan, in broad strokes, is to make available a free magazine that looks and feels like a magazine without the ad and subscription inserts. Back in high school, I became fairly proficient with publishing magazine-style files that will have the look of a magazine. I want these magazines to be easily downloaded and printable so that friends can email them or give them to one another and spread the word. Do I think there will ever be a charge? No. I'm going out of pocket for the website and it does take my time, but I've always been a fan of the fantasy genre and I enjoy the myriad of styles and types that there are. If there ever is money associated with magazine, it'll be in the form of a donation button or perhaps ad space on the main website. That money will go directly to authors for their work. So rest your hearts and minds, fans of fantasy. I'm here to stay, and I'm excited by what the future has in store. The Banquet by David Temerick The atmosphere in the room was electric. Far too long had passed since the family had gathered in this way. Many of them had changed subtly, though Alexander couldn't quite recall just how. It had been over a decade since they had welcomed him to this special feast, and the memory was still fresh in his mind. The passing years had been kind to him. Since that memorable day, he had found a new career that gave him the peace of mind he could only have imagined before. He walked his dog through the great, sprawling parks and took long naps on Sunday afternoons. Life was quite good, which brought his mind back to the reason for this banquet. 
His son had taken a different path than Alex had, though in his own way he had emulated his father's career. The lad had always been something of a lone wolf and as such took great pride in puzzling out all of life's mysteries on his own. That being said, there were many people who thought of him often and the help that he had given them when they needed it the most. Recently, the boy had seen his 23rd birthday and accomplished something Alex was very proud of. He found a girl who completed his life and they were now expecting their first child. Of course, in his son's estimation, nothing was ready for the baby. His job as the Earl's personal blacksmith wasn't good enough. There was far too little gold in the bank and he didn't even have enough horses or a large enough carriage for his new family. Alex chuckled as he watched Michael fret and worry about all of the little things he felt weren't ready. Dawn, his young bride, was more than ready. She also watched his anxiety with poorly concealed humor. Though no matter how many times Alex watched her ease his son's mind, the lad was hell-bent on his self-deprecation. The dragons had long since been silent, content to stay in their lairs and leave the towns in peace. No wars were brewing, all of the revolts had been dealt with, and the new duke enjoyed visiting all of his holdings and ensuring his people were in good health. Even the warlocks were content to ply their trade and leave their large ambitions to the politicians and the court of the king. What concerned Alex the most, though, until he was summoned for this banquet, of course, was the boy's mother and sister. The pair of them seemed to take this opportunity to pile more of their issues on his already overwhelmed conscience. Alex sighed as he watched the pair of them poke and prod the boy, mentally and physically. What really hurt Alex the most was the way they treated his son. They had always treated him with indifference that bordered on abuse. The worst of it was when their insecurities acted up so much that they lashed out at Dawn and her family. There was nothing Alex could do about the former or the latter, especially of late. It was only the dark spot in his past decade, and from time to time he would drop in to share a moment with Michael. The boy was so wrapped up in his own trials and tribulations that he didn't always know Alex was there. He didn't care though. What was important was that he was there, not the level of acknowledgement that he received. At any rate, all of these concerns and stresses were behind them now, or would be soon as more family piled into the banquet room. Alex took a moment and looked around the room, enjoying the fact that the family was back together and recalling with fondness his own banquet. His parents walked in, followed closely by Alex's older brother. He smiled, remembering their first meeting over a decade ago. Alex's parents had given birth to a son before he and his sister had been born, and though they had to give him up, it had been heartbreaking for the pair of them, and they had waited years before having another child because of the pain. So far, of the dozen or so people gathered in this room, his brother's banquet was the earliest one. Family, cousins, and old friends entered the room, each one milling about the room, catching up with each other. The tables were gathered at the far end of the room, arranged in a large open rectangle so that everyone could see and talk to one another. Each table was loaded to the breaking point by all of his son's favorite foods. They groaned under the weight of pots of borscht, mashed potatoes, and steaks. Platters of steamed vegetables and corn on the cob sent steaming vapors up around them, filling the room with an enticing aroma. Buzzing conversations broke out all over the room as old friends who hadn't seen one another in years greeted each other with bear hugs, each trying to outsqueeze the other. Next month's magazine is a blank canvas at the moment. If you'd like to submit your story, a review of a book you've read, or some artwork to be featured on the cover, just click on the submission guidelines link at the top of the main page at www.obsidianspear.com. There you'll find instructions on how to submit any story, artwork, or a review that you have in store. See you next month!